I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. According to the executive director of the Greater Brownsville Incentives Corporation, Helen Ramirez, developers have expressed interest in a 730-acre industrial tract off Interstate 69 in Brownsville. It's only been 24 hours since we launched the RF5. I've already gotten more than 50 downloads of the document. Here's Steve Taylor with Helen Ramirez of the Greater Brownsville Incentives Corporation. You said there's always a stigma about being on the border mm -hmm. and you have to overcome that. No doubt you are. How does that manifest itself in your work? What do you have to overcome? We emphasize a lot of what we are and where we're going. So a big part of what we say and do when we talk to companies is we talk about aerospace, we talk about Starship, 98% of it being built with our workforce. You know, we talk about the fact that Smart Asset just named us 16th safest city in the nation. And so those are the things that we share with them. Lots of things that even though they may not identify to us that they're prejudging us because we're on the border, our main thing is to ensure that they know where we're at. Many people have visited Brownsville or the RGV 5, 10, 16 years ago. We've changed and evolved during this time. And so I think most of our work is talking about where we are, what we've accomplished, and where we're going. Can you point to examples where maybe people have been unsure, but once they visit Brownsville, once they visit the valley, they say, this is not what I expected? Right. I think that first conversation of telling them what we were accomplishing, what we're doing, and are, we're very active in social media on LinkedIn, the professional network. We're very, very active there. So they're already seeing, there's a lot of communications and marketing that goes into this, right? Um, our reputation, building it, and, and, and getting the word out. So I think we've done that very effectively and, and making sure that the press knows what we're doing and we are inclusive of that. From there, we're also going to places like Spacecom or trade fairs, right? Dallas, Houston, Los Angeles, Orlando. So it's very important to have a booth or have a presence there at these different trade fairs. So say at that point they're interested in coming. What normally seals the deal is when they come and do a site visit. We're having a new company is coming in next week. I've told me, you know, aerospace-related company that's coming next week to see and so well, a lot of a lot of preparation comes this isn't fair Helen I can't keep up with your work <laughs> you've now got another space company coming right Very and so, cool. or coming to visit and yeah, doing yeah, yeah. that boots mm -hmm. on the ground let me visit you know you're convincing and everything that's happening I'm following the city um, and Cameron County and I see that it's going in the right direction but now let me get on the plane and let me come and see so we work really hard with our itinerary you know what's important to them do they want to see the advanced manufacturing in Matamoros and what that brings that that cross um, manufacturing and logistical advantage that we have over Florida or other Colorado or other states right um, we also think visit our Texas Southmost College so our community college, they visit the campuses, they visit UTRGV. We create this whole itinerary for them to see what are you going to need to make that decision to, to come here. And we really focus and are very strategic in how we tell our story. We also visit the airport. The airport SpaceX is there. We have a beautiful international airport. And so we're growing that aerospace presence and manufacturing presence. 
Did I also read a very recent press from, release from you, maybe even as recently as yesterday, about, was it a new industrial park you want requests for proposals on? A brand new park? Yes. The Greater Brownsville Incentives Corporation owns approximately 730 acres right off the new what is going to be Interstate 169. And one way to develop it is to do a call for a request for interest from the development community or consortium of developers, investors, and equity partners that can, it's a lot of park, it's a lot of acreage, which is great, and it's needed in Texas, um, and for large companies, recruitment of large companies, minimum companies, and so what we're asking is, what is your interest in development of this property, and how would you phase the development? It can be rail served, so how would you integrate rail into that? We've, it's only been 24 hours since we launched RFI. I've already gotten more than 50 downloads of the document. Five Just, zero. Yes, over five zero downloads. Not 15. Five, five zero. zero. Cool. So we're very excited on as to the proposals that we'll be getting in that will be due on May 20th at three o'clock. There's going to be a visit to the the property so they can see it and we're going to entertain questions during that meeting but we're very excited about how we're going to negotiate the development of this industrial park because really right now with manufacturing industrial space we we have no more space available we're pretty much all that there's much more demand and there's an unmet need that that the marketplace has right now so that that tells us your current industrial park is full it's pretty much the well, current taken. Pretty, pretty much. We're, we're in negotiations with almost every lot on the 72-acre. So we're already thinking we're not going to wait till it's full and built out to next. We're going to in parallel. And also those lots are two acres and five acres, and the largest is a 10 acres. So it's very small compared to building out 730 acres. What you put it down to, is it partly the impact of USMCA? Is it the supply chain disruptions that the pandemic caused? What is it? Is it the, the news about Brownsville really being a hub for, for the space industry? What, what's um, bringing this extra interest that tells you we've got to get our next park ready? Well, it's all that. And I would say also it's good leadership, strong leadership. We have a good professional mayor, city commission that has the strategic goals, economic development and quality of life is part of those goals. Um, we have a great uh, Greater Brownsville Sons of Corporation. We have Economic Development Corporation. And so they feel that it's the right moment, not only because everything you talked about of what's going on in the economy and nearshoring and the fact that you have not the most connection, but you know, even the the new uh, infrastructure that the Texas Commission on Transportation's approved, like the Loop East Loop Loop Four, um, the new you know airport that's been expanded, and so I think the Port of Brownsville and everything, all the improvements that they're doing here. So I would say it's the current economy, um, the leadership that the city has, um, and also. Um, you know, COVID and the Omicron, everything of that has requested the near pain points in supply chain where we need to bring more companies here. Next question. You mentioned a couple of times there the importance of Matamoros and the Maquilas there. I'm just curious as to that part, the, the Maquilas industry in, in um, Matamoros, they're sort of, the unions are strong there. They're not in other parts of Mexico further further south. Does, is that an impediment or, or does, do you not feel any problems from that? 
No, I, I, I really, I'm not seeing that that's a issue or a problem when people come and visit and and uh, Matamoros and Brownsville. Um, what I like is, as you might have read, the Greater Brownsville Santos Corporation signed an MOU with Godem, which is the Economic Development Matamoros arm. So for us, is we'll be talking about anything that advantages and things that we need to work on, right? And so. What I like is that we already go to trade fairs together um, and sell our, you know, our value here in the community. That's just getting stronger. So if there's any kind of questions or perceptions, we'll be able to handle those questions together. Last question. I can't uh, interview you without talking about today's conference. And I have to tell you, I interviewed Julian Alvarez afterwards, and he was raving about this conference, just how impactful it is. Because you had a big attendance, and they're going to spread the word and, and tell uh, young girls, students, that the, these careers, that the, you know, the opportunity to get good-paying jobs is there for women just as much as men. Mm -hmm. So what made you put it on? Where did the idea come from? Well, for me, these kind of events are very important in general, I think, in, in, in my lifetime. And so when Carla de Arriba from my office said, you know, Commissioner Alvarez and I were talking about this, I said, it fits right into, you know, we, you can be a good leader, but you really need to bring in women into the conversation because, for example, uh, only 4% of economic development officials nationwide are Latinos. And, you know, while 50% are women, but we also have to talk about being underrepresented or misrepresented in certain sectors. So for us, it's really important to say, um, have a panel of multi-generational um, leaders, right? And, and Natalie's a great example, single, new company, entrepreneurial, you know, in, in every sense of the way. And you have Karen, who's you know, represents city management and worked for cities, um, five different cities in Texas, and actually won city manager of the year in one, in one of those years. So for me, it's always been a part of my life, but making it formal and bringing in 250 people, it sold out very quickly. It just shows that people want to talk about it, share their stories, you know, having Aida sharing her story, opening a new hospital. So it's the human side also of these leaders. So for us, it's it's something that has always been very important um, for the city in, in GBIG. And so we wanted to work with Texas uh, Workforce Commission to bring it to everybody else. Somehow I get the feeling this won't be the only one that you do. <laughs> right. I think it was funny because I was talking to my sister. She's like, can you have Inquieta in California? So like, hey, let's get, let's, you know, there's, everybody's just so intrigued about, you know, the caliber of the panelists and what we're talking about. So I think that, yeah, absolutely. This is the first of many to come. Helen Ramirez from the Greater Brownsville Incentives Corporation. Thank you so much for today's interview. Thank you. Recently, the Greater Brownsville Incentives Corporation, GBIC, hosted a conference entitled Inquieta, Women Maximizing Their Impact. Steve Taylor spoke to the executive director of GBEC, Helen Ramirez, after the conference. I'm Mario Munoz, reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. <laughs>